The Spirit of God is surely um, brewing in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Never want to be outside of his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just continue in his presence and let's just go before the throne of grace again. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your awesome presence. Father God, Lord, for filling this house. Father God, for being who you are. Father God, for us, really, Father God, giving our all this morning. Father God, Lord, to see you in the beauty of holiness. Father God, Lord, to see you, Father God, Lord, is is amazing. Father God, not just when we get to eternity, but now, Lord. Father God, Lord, we want to see you now, Father God, in our midst, Lord, in our present circumstances, Father God, in our situations, Father God, Lord. We know you're an ever-present help, Father God. Lord, we know you stick closer than a brother, Father God. Lord, Father God, we look this morning, Father God, to the hills where our help cometh from, Father God. Lord, we're going to lay it all down at the cross this morning, Father God. Lord, we're going to lay ourselves down, Father God. Lord, Father God, Lord, just, Father God, allow our hearts, Father God, and Father God, the meditations and the words that come off of my lips, Father God, Lord, just to be acceptable in your sight, Father God. Oh, God, Lord, as the deer pants after the brooks, Father God, Lord, oh, my soul pants after you this morning, Father God, Lord. We can't live another second without you, Father God, Lord. We need you to become real to us, Father God, Lord. We know you rose, Father God, from the grave in the same spirit, Father God, that rose Christ, from the dead dwells in us this morning, Father God. So we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your blood, Father God, which never loses power, Father God. And Lord, we just want to exalt you, Father God. Lord, we want to magnify you in our bodies this morning, Father God, whether by life or by death, Father God, Lord. For us to live is Christ, Father God, and to die is gain, Father God. Let that become a reality to us this morning, Father God, Lord. Father God, have your way this morning, Father God, and we lift you up, Jesus, and Father God, let our eyes be fixated on you, Father God, not our troubles, Father God, not what's going on, Lord, but on you, Jesus, Father God, because we know that you are the author and finisher of our faith this morning, Father God, and we know that the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross, not despising the shame, Father God, and Lord, we just thank you and we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many know he's here this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Proverbs, it says to search for understanding as for silver, because it is in the end more valuable than gold. Amen. How many know that the word of God is absolute? Amen. Amen. The word of God is what we stand on this morning. Amen. Amen. And the God of the word will never change. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We need the Bible back in the homes today. Amen. We need the Bible back in the schools. Amen. We need the Bibles back in the pulpits of America. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning, I've been trying to deliver this message for the past couple of weeks, but the Lord has had other plans. Amen. <laughs> and so um, 
this is a message that's dear to my heart. And, you know, the, the closer we get to his coming, the more we ought to be consumed by him. Amen. Amen. It's, it's hard for me to sleep at night. You know, it's hard for me to think about anything else other than Jesus. Amen. I'm just so consumed with him. You know, our God is a consuming fire. Amen. We need the fire of God back in our lives. Amen. We need to get excited about the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26, 3 said he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Amen. Hallelujah. There's no other God beside him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter one, verses 16 to 20. Hallelujah. Jesus. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from my sight, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow, come now. And let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Man is able in his natural state to reason with God in the process of repentance proven by deeds. Denial of human ability to do what God has commanded makes true redemption impossible. Amen. How many know his commandments are not burdensome? The Lord does not ask us to do something that we do not have the ability to do. Hallelujah. So a real encounter with God begins with the person amending the evil of his doings and coming clean with God in repentance. Amen. When Jesus began his ministry, he came on the scene preaching repentance. When John the Baptist began, he came on the scene preaching repentance. Amen. Amen. We need repentance preaching back in the church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In scripture, it's repentance for remission, according to Luke 24, 45 to 47, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 through 11. And you can read those scriptures later today. So it's not remission first and then maybe you repent or more likely confess that you can't do anything 
worthy of repentance. Amen. Amen. So obedience is the first act of faith. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Hallelujah. Romans 6, 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith is never alone or lacking in movement, action or change. And the Holy Bible is defined as faithfulness and devotion. When Abraham believed God in Genesis 15, verse 6, it meant that he was firm and faithful with God and went forth walking in the steps of a faith that produced a lifetime pattern of obedience. Amen. Let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 19 to 21. How many know that faith acts? Amen. 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 Faith is not stagnant. Romans 4, 19 to 21. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. Amen. There are 7,200 promises in the word of God. Amen. Amen. And each one of them applies to the believer. Amen. Amen. Do do we truly believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. Regardless of what things may look like in the natural, are we going to stand and believe the word of God? We have such a great cloud of witnesses that went before us and they're cheering us on. They're telling us, hey, you can have faith in God and you can walk in the same obedience. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There is the same God that they served is the same God that we serve today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So faith goes hand in hand with obedience. So it's one in the same thing. As Abraham was justified by what he did and not just by faith alone. Let's look at James chapter 2, verse 24. I try to slow down the scriptures for you guys. You know how people like a lot of catch up on things? I like a lot of scripture on things. Amen. 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 (laughs) So James chapter 2, verse 24 Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith alone. Amen. So faith not accomplished by deeds is dead, unworkable, and in vain. 
We are workers together with God in the process of repentance proven by deeds. And we can look at verse 22 in James chapter 2, verse 22. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was faith made perfect? 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. It's by his grace and mercy that we all stand here today. Amen. Amen. And what are we going to do with the ability that God has given us? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So otherwise, grace is received without purpose and to no effect. When Paul was writing to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Amen. God's make, made each and every one of us fearfully and wonderfully. Amen. Amen. Very unique in the body of Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's the reason we need one another. Yes. Amen. Yes. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Genesis chapter four. And that's that's after Revelations. For those of you that don't know. Amen. (laughs) Genesis chapter four. It works sometimes, you know. Amen. We got to be reading our Bibles. Amen. Hallelujah. That's something that's um, becoming a lack now in the house of God in the church is Bible reading. Amen. How do you know if I'm deceiving you or not if you don't have your Bible? Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis 4 verses 1 through 8. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wrought and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wrought? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother and slew him. 
sin is ours at the door, but he told him to overcome it. Amen? Once again, God will not tell us to do something that we do not have the ability to do. So had Cain made every effort to reason with God when told to rule over it, he would have been recorded with his brother Abel in Hebrews 11, verse 4, attaining witness that his deeds were righteous by offering to God a more excellent sacrifice of obedience than hatred and murder. That's not of God, amen? God wants good things for his children. He wants his children to offer good things to one another, amen? Hallelujah. God is love. That's his greatest attribute. And that's what he wanted Cain to do, to love his brother as himself, amen? Hallelujah. How much more how we ought to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. So reasoning together with God requires an intellect that can comprehend logical thought. In the Hebrew sense, reasoning with God means bringing something into the sunshine to make it clear and manifest. Literally defined as prove, decide, judge, rebuke, rebuke, reprove, and correct. Amen? How many know there's nothing hidden in the sight of God? Every creature is naked and open in his sight. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So God will not override our free will choices, yet like the good father he is, he will influence us. In the right direction. Amen. We don't serve a deadbeat father. Amen. He wants good things for us. He wants his children to prosper. He wants his children to go in the right direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Joshua 24. Verses 14 and 15. Hallelujah. Word of God has everything in it that pertains to life and godliness. Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua 24 verses 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We see the free will choice that God has set before us this morning. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 to 20. 
See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statues and his judgments that you may live and multiply and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. Are we going to possess our possessions this morning? Amen. Amen. But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Amen? Amen. As we can see, he wants us to choose life. He wants us to choose good things. Amen? So how long will we halt between two opinions? If God be God, let him be God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So we can see that man has the ability to make a reasonable choice between good and evil, life or death, when presented with the opportunity to do so. If God created us evil, created us sinful, created us with inability, it would be a tyrant of him. He would be a tyrant to tell us to do something that we couldn't do. And then punish us for it. It's properly taught. Amen. That's not Bible. That's not the God I've served. Amen. My God is loving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So the real truth is God draws all people. Let's look at John chapter 12, verse 32. John chapter 12, verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He didn't say some, but all. Amen. Amen. How many know God desires for no man to perish, but for all to come to repentance? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we serve an equal opportunity, God. Nobody's predestined to hell. Nobody's predestined to heaven. Amen. It's our free will choice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so and he gives everyone the opportunity to turn from their sins to him. You know, sin hurts God. God has emotions like we do. If we're created in his image and likeness and we have emotions, God has emotions. Sin hurts God. 
Think about the broken heart of God when we sin, how much it hurts our Savior, how much it hurts our Father, amen? Just like when our children, our natural children are disobedient, it hurts us, amen? Hallelujah. And he's a God of justice, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So he has to have justice. He has to punish. He doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. Hurts God, amen? And somebody chooses to not listen to him. And, you know, just because God made us, because you ask somebody the question, well, why do we have to obey God? You know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Amen. God isn't this mysterious being that we will never figure out as properly taught. He wants us to be close to him. He said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. Amen. You know, we ask the Lord questions and we can speak with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, you know, why, why do we obey God? You know, why do we have to obey God? Well, the logical answer that we would hear from most people is because he created us. Yes, but he's not a dictator. He doesn't force us to obey him. Amen. And his love and kindness, he influences us towards him. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not robots. You know, we're not mechanical. Amen. <laughs> so. <clears throat> so therefore, unless God has first issued this call through his son by the preaching of the gospel, which he chose preaching to save men. Amen. amen. There would have been no occasion to which man could respond. God doesn't just want to save some and let the rest of his creation perish. Hurts the heart of God. When somebody perishes, amen? You know, when somebody chooses not to lovingly obey him, it hurts God. Something to think about, amen? He isn't this God that's fabricated that's just sitting up there with a lightning bolt just ready to strike us down, amen? He's pleading with men. He's patient with men. As God was in Christ reconciling us, to himself. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So we have this ministry of reconciliation this morning. Be reconciled to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So if God would just predestine people, if he would just already prick people from the beginning of the earth before the foundations of the earth is properly taught, that wouldn't be a loving God, will it? You know, as Calvinism falsely teaches that God has already chosen everybody who's going to heaven and hell. And that's just that's false doctrine. That isn't Bible. He gives every man a free will choice. He's an equal opportunity. God, I wouldn't want to serve a God that's already got everything already predestined. You know, that would be a boring life anyway. Amen. <laughs> so. The scriptures say it requires a willing and obedient heart to reason with God. Amen. Amen. He's after our hearts this morning. He's wanting us to purify our hearts. Amen. Amen. And to have clean hands to ascend to the hill of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You can read that in Psalms 24. Amen. Hallelujah. And some scriptures you can write down for later to see that we have to have a willing and obedient heart to reason with God is First Chronicles. You don't have to turn there, but First Chronicles 28, 
verse 9, and Luke chapter 8, verse 15, and you'll see through those passages that you have to have a willing and obedient heart to reason with God. So those who come to him with honesty, sincerity of humility will find mercy and reconciliation. Then the washing, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit will take place according to Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for the word of God this morning? Amen. It really has every answer, everything that we need for this life. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must draw to God in your natural state, meaning as living, breathing human beings capable of rational thought, able to make a sensible decision between right and wrong. So it's your carnal mind given over to sinful indulgences that cannot discern anything spiritual. You want discernment? Read the word of God. Amen. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at James chapter four, verses seven to ten. Hallelujah. James chapter four, verses seven to ten explains the process. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You know, this morning, we're as close to God as we want to be. I know God doesn't have any favorites and such, but I firmly believe that God has intimates, that he has people that decide to draw in closer to him. Amen. Like John, the apostle of love, you know, he was the only disciple that laid his his head on and heard the heartbeat of our Savior. And each one of those disciples had the same opportunity. Amen. So this morning, we're as close to God as we want to be. He isn't hiding himself. He's just saying, you can't get to me. Amen. Hallelujah. So cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of God and he will lift you up. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Humility is strength. Arrogance is weakness. Come on. Amen. Yes. Yes. We need humble strength this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the renewing of the mind begins when you empty it of all guile and deceit. You know, when, when Jesus, when he came in John 1, 46, I believe, when he see Nathan and he said, look, there's a man that has no guile. Amen. I mean, that's a man that has no deceit in him, no ulterior motives. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know we got to come to God in sincerity, with cleanness, with good motives? Amen. So there's, there's, when Jesus seen Nathaniel, he said, look, there's a man that's not trying to get in to heaven. That's not trying to come to me with deceptive motives. 
that's not trying to, to come in on, with some fig leaf religion like Adam in the garden. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, even when Adam when just struck a thought there where even in the garden where when their eyes were open and they were hiding, which how many know we can't hide from our creator? And he said, Adam, where art thou? And as a God, you would think he would know where Adam was, right? But the question, it wasn't God not knowing, but it was for Adam to reflect, Lord, am I in the right place? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So it begins when we empty it of all guile, deceit, uncleanness, and double-minded motives. Presenting yourself as that living sacrifice, acceptable unto the Lord, no longer conformed to your worldly ways, but transformed in Christ, according to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Then you can begin to discern things from a spiritual perspective instead of trying to comprehend God in the natural sense. The natural mind, which is the human wisdom, intellect, and understanding, cannot properly discern spiritual matters. Amen? Amen. He said, unless we humble ourselves like a child, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. We are to become like children this morning, simple in our faith. There's simplicity in Christ. Amen? But it's the serpent, it's false teachers, false doctrine to try to twist the word of God, to try to make it more complicated than what it is. Amen? There's a simplicity that we need to get to to be able to discern spiritual matters. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know God is not a God of confusion? Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you must compare spiritual things with spiritual. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 13 to 15. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong verse. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two, verses 13 to 15. Which things also do we speak? Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, there's such an emphasis now on head knowledge, you know, and I'm not facetious against education. But at the same time, you know, you can have 33 degrees and still be frozen. Amen. Hallelujah. God's after what's in our heart. Amen. Now what's in our noggin? Yes. He didn't call us to be a living library, but a living personality yes. filled with God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, but the natural man receiveth not the things of God, not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the reason that the cross was the power of God unto salvation. 
to the Jews first and to the Greek, to all those who would believe. You know, he, he confounds the, the wisdom of the wise. You know? God has chosen, chosen the foolish things of the world to confine the wise and the weak to nullify the strong, that no flesh will boast in his presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So since the spirit speaks through the scriptures, this means comparing scripture with scripture to arrive at a proper understanding of God's word. How many know we ought to be diligently, rightfully dividing the word of God? Amen. We don't need to be ashamed. Amen. We have the full revelation of God. Everything that he's going to speak to mankind is in these 66 love letters. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to know God, then you must know this. Amen. If you come to me trying to tell me about God and this ain't involved, you don't know my God. Amen. Amen. God is not apart from the Holy Scriptures. Amen. Amen. Men have tried to twist it, rewrite it. How many know the word of God does not need to be reformed, does not need to be revised? Amen. He settled his word in heaven. Amen. He set his word above his name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen. So man in his natural and oftentimes carnal mindset must comprehend God through a filter called systematic theology in which we can formulate a system of intellectual thought that defines God in a manner of fairness based on his double minded premise. Most of these theologians don't even know God. Amen. Because they have not humbled themselves like a child. And willing to receive the simplicity of the word of God. To receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is how they arrive at their conclusions that a spirit filled born again person in Christ can be both. You can't be both. Amen. You're either in or out. Amen. Hallelujah. How you can be spiritual and carnal, walk in darkness and light, produce good and bad fruit and sin and not die. So they will go about telling people that man is incapable of understanding the mind of God. And his natural carnal state, but then also convince him that he becomes magically spiritual by receiving Jesus and can now begin to sort out all the complicated and twisted notions contained in their systems of theology. Amen. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's not God. Amen. It might sound good, but it's not God. Amen. Amen. And how many know there's there's people that's crept in into the house of God unawares Denying our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We must know the word of God. We must know the God of the word for ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. So once entangled by this snare, he's given over to the wretched man, filthy rags profession and blinded to all things spiritual. 
When all he needed to really do in the beginning is discard his natural, I mean his carnal, self-indulgent notions and focus his mind on finding God. Amen. He said, if you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me with your whole heart. Amen. 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 Not just some of us, but all of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he can then he could discern spiritual matters and come to the knowledge of the truth. In First Timothy 2, 4, it says ever learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You see all these books being produced, all this stuff coming out. Uh, we found something new. There's nothing new in the word of God. We need to find the old path and walk therein. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what has happened to the vast majority of professing mankind is that they have fallen prey to these false theologies and have never submitted to God on his terms. They remain separated from any genuine spiritual discernment because they remain double minded. How many know a double minded individual will not receive anything from the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. They have everything that resembles religion, the charity, the wisdom of man, the intellectual ranting of their pundits, but nothing that resembles the truth expressed in the pages of Scripture. Let's look at Second Timothy three, seven. Second Timothy three, seven. So ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs was also. Amen. What's in the dark comes to the light. Amen. False teaching, false doctrine will never be able to stand up to the light of scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. You know how they know something that's counterfeit? You know, you go to Vegas or anywhere and um, you know how they check to see if something is, is counterfeit? They put it up to the real thing. Amen. And we need to try everything against the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. So the, the word of God is said to be living and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. Amen. Piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. According to Hebrews chapter four. Verse 12, amen. amen. Hallelujah. 
But to those who were born into a faith under the premise of inability that man cannot obey God, it's merely just ink on a page. How many know the letter killeth, but the spirit brings life, amen? And that's what we're seeing is a bunch of ink, a bunch of ink on a paper, people preaching a God they don't know, amen? We serve a living God, amen? And the word of God, it goes in and it comes out, amen? It's sharp, it's alive, amen? Hallelujah. We don't want to, we don't, that's, that's what's happening today behind the pulpit. That's the reason people aren't free. They're hearing a bunch of words from a man and not hearing anything from God, amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So how can it sharply divide truth from error in their minds when they have never cleansed themselves of all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and received with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save their souls, according to James chapter one, verse 21. Amen. So while they sit and wait for God to do the cleaning for them under the supposed premise that they were saved in their sinful state of carnality and lust. Amen. In Matthew 121, it's salvation from sin. We're saved from sin, not in sin. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So as before, the double mindedness remains. So such a person can receive nothing from God. They have never reasoned with God to begin with, but rather rationalized with men. You will always find somebody to agree with your sin. Amen. You will always find somebody that will agree with your disobedience. Amen. But why don't we find people that that agree with obedience? Amen. That agree with righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we must yield to the word of God for instruction, reproof, correction, and doctrine. So therefore, just as the scripture proclaims, the wis- this wisdom does not ascend, descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic, self-seeking, and confusing, according to James chapter 3. Verse 15, amen. Hallelujah. So it might sound very harsh, but isn't it demonic to tell people that they cannot reason with God as a natural living and breathing human being, being able to make a rational choice to diligently seek out his mercy and repentance? And to suppose that God must first regenerate his mind, meaning send the spirit to indwell. I mean, no, we can't even have the spirit of God unless we're living right. Amen. God will not inhabit an unclean vessel. Amen. We must first be cleansed from the inside out to be met for the master's use. Thus, the name holy before the spirit. Amen. So. Second Corinthians seven, one says, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from the filth of the flesh and of the spirit, perfect and holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Amen. 
So once our spirit gets cleaned up, the Holy Spirit can be joined to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So while they remain still in rebellion, double-minded, and unpurified in heart, is reversing the process God has intended to redeem him from the corruption of sin. Sin is not your friend, amen? You'll pay more in the long run than you ever thought of, amen? Hallelujah. The weightiness of sin is too much to bear, amen? Hallelujah. So these false assumptions are all based on false theology, not truth. Man's not born dead in his sins, powerless to respond to God's call. So morally depraved that he can't do anything right or acceptable in God's sight. Carnal men invented these concepts to absolve themselves of the responsibility to seek out God and to obey him. They have deceived many into believing that man, by rendering simple obedience to God's commands and doing what he said to do, is trying to save himself and boast in God's face that he has the ability within to follow Christ. No, it's, it's the exact opposite. We're not saying we can't be saved without Christ. Amen. We need Christ. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's our responsibility. It's our free will choice to want to do so. Amen. So most of humanity is in a perpetual state of bewilderment towards God because of these long standing errors invented by men. They muddle through the religious disorder mystified by the great swelling words of emptiness emanating from the platforms. You're going to rarely hear the word of God preached now these days. There's a famine in the land. It's a famine of the hearing and the doing of the word of God. Amen. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. The simplicity that is in Christ has been thrown to the winds long ago. Hardened into a state of carnality by their refusal to purify the minds, their souls are made hollow and void of life while they sit idly by waiting for God's redemption to come. The voice of reason grows even dimmer in their ears and the likeliness of obedience fades away. God never intended his people to commit deliberate or intentional sins. Amen. That's the reason we must seek God now. That's the reason today's the day of salvation. And we must not harden our hearts like in the day of provocation that the children of Israel did. When we hear that small, still voice, when we hear God speaking to us, especially in your youth, this right now is a, is a time where you're going to either go all the way forward, you're going to go all the way with God or all the way back. Amen. And once you have the knowledge of the truth, God is going to hold you responsible. Amen. Amen. Not your parents, but you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So salvation is not merely just receiving Jesus or trusting he paid off your sin debt so you can be more forgiven and escape the punishment of hell and then hopefully sin less and obey more type of thing. It is the complete and total Renewing of man's mind 
purposes, opinions, inclinations, and desires, not by degree, but through the washing, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit. He becomes a partaker of the divine nature and escapes the corruption that is in the world through lust. And you can read about that in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Titus 3, verse 5, and 2 Timothy 1, verses 3 and 4. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Let's look at um, Acts 26, 28. And we're getting ready to sum things up and take up, forgot to take up the offering and all that, but the Spirit of God was just moving. Amen. <laughs> Acts 26, verse 18. This is the true purpose of salvation. This is why Jesus came. This is the promise that we have. Amen. Amen. Acts 26, verse 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins an inheritance among them which are sanctified, not being sanctified, but are sanctified at the time of our conversion by faith that is in me. Amen. That's the promise of God. That's what we get from turning away from all unrighteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. And turn it into a, a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to see what he truly done on the cross. He pardoned us. He ransomed us. Amen. There's not a moment I don't think about that, amen? Hallelujah. And he's able to save all, amen? amen. Not just some, but all. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. So let's thank God today that he has given man the ability to reason with him and the proper influence to choose wisely. So the purpose of redemption is to save man from the corrupting influence of sin and set him free from bondage. Redemption means release from bondage. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get ready to take up an offering and I got a few announcements in a minute. Um, there's anybody that needs to get saved this morning. The altar is open. Amen. There's. No one too far gone in this house this morning. Um, the blood of Jesus Christ is able to cleanse you from all unrighteousness this morning. Amen. If you're willing to turn away from your sins and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is patient. God is long suffering. He's kind. He's merciful. He wants a loving relationship with his creation. He didn't just make us and then hide himself. And say, you do it, you figure it out. You do this thing on your own. No, that's, it's not the God we serve. It's not the God that I read in the Holy Scriptures. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So the altar still will be open, but we're going to get ready to take up our offering this morning. Hey, Nicholas. So, Nicholas and Leilani. Okay, thank you, baby. <laughs> yeah, let, let Nicholas pray this morning. Amen. Can you pray, Nicholas? 
<laughs> That's all right. I don't know. You want to help them? Help me? Amen. 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 You want to pray this time, Leilani? Okay. Let's go ahead and pray. Amen. 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 And um, we praise God. We didn't get to go to the nursing home this last week. Um, we had some other things come up. But would you like to share what happened there, brother? Give a. Uh, we had about 13 people there. And we uh, started talking about what they wanted. Every week we. <laughs> each, each week we have uh, for each year we have gone to a different building down at the senior center this year we went to Alderview and we had these are people who are old, elderly and can't get out so we take church and we do it in their building good job baby and we asked them what they wanted to talk about and they decided that they wanted to talk about prophecy because that's what the church, the building last year did. So we started going through end time prophecy and talking about who is the church, who is uh, the Jewish people, and who is the rest of the world and what prophecy has for each one of them. And we had about 13, 15 people there. And they liked it and they want to come back and we're going to be doing this every Thursday night between now and when school gets out in the summer. It's at, start it starts at 5.30. We go from 5.30 to 7.30. And from 5.30 to 6, I play the guitar for him and we sing songs. And then from 6 to 7.30, we do our Bible study. And we are opening it up to anybody that wants to come. It's uh, at the senior center. You go up KGB, the first red light, you turn right, and then you drive down in and there's buildings. It's the last building on the left. And we're up on the third floor in their day room. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It's an awesome class. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of seniors they're forgotten about, you know, especially here in the Western Western atmosphere, you know, over in the East and different countries. It's actually law to go visit your parents. You can actually be breaking the law by not going to visit them, you know. So we need to. Remember widows and orphans. Amen. Hallelujah. And just a couple quick announcements. Um, next week for Christmas, um, we're going to be doing a... I've never done this before. This is just an idea that I had. You don't have to do this, but like an ugly sweater theme, you know, for next Sunday. Because we're going to do... Or pretty sweater either way. And we're going to have a little fellowship and food downstairs. Um, Sister Kara... Uh, it's, not, it's, it's not next Sunday, it's the Sunday after. Right. Okay, I'm sorry, the Sunday, the 23rd, yeah, thank you. Uh, amen, thank you, thank you. She has more details um, if anybody wants to know. Or do you have any details now, sis? Just we'll have potluck after. Okay. And, um, if you want to bring a dish to share, Cheryl and I are going to do a couple of hands. And okay. Carrie's going to help, so yeah. Okay. Awesome. Amen. Amen. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, praise God. Amen. Well, glad to have our guests with us this morning. Um, you know, welcome home, amen, you know, to the body of Christ. And um, praise God. We're all, we're all the family of God here, amen. 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 So, 